It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, heard that nation listening in the United States and around the world. You are now listening to the heard that with Maurice Tigney podcast. If you on YouTube hit that subscribe button. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what, you don't want to miss out on another episode, especially this episode right here. I got two, two of the amazing guests that are on here. One of them puts the sauce and saucy. The other one puts the hype and hype man. And listen, you, I'm gonna let this be for itself. I gotta cue it up. <laughs> I gotta cue it up. 
I gotta cue it up. Everybody should be turning up their volumes right now on YouTube. Come on. Josh Morris, holla, holla. Hey. You are not, you are not, not, I mean, if you have a name in your own song, then you are one of the top notch people. I got the Midwest, Midwest independent wrestler and his hype man of all hype men. I got Josh Morris in the building. I got QZR Dobson in the building. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. For real, man. I feel so welcome on an intro like that. Come on. Yo, man. I mean, this song is fire. I had this on repeat. That's why I posted it on my social media. And I was like, y'all, just two words, Josh Morris. That's all you need to know. Exactly. And the artist, QZR Dobson. They hype, they fire, you need to know them, follow them, respect them, respect the athlete that Josh Morris is. I got to start with you, Josh, because I know your mom, shout out to your mom, Megan. I love uh, you, mama. Uh, she <laughs> is, I, I love her too. She is absolutely amazing. We grew up the together. The best person. The best, amazing person. Absolutely amazing person. Shout out to your family to represent and represent. Um, and I remember going over to her house and when you were little and your sister, shout out to Michelle. Um, and we would go over there, but she would have the pay-per-view WWE events on the TV and everything else. And I mean, they, those were hype. I, I follow wrestling. I, I watch it. No shame. I admit it right here on this podcast show. And no shame. No shame. No shame. Because it's, it's, it's amazing entertainment. I think everybody should watch it. Um, it, it, but here's the thing. I have never, <laughs> ever seen anything like this that you both do. Uh, I've watched uh, WWE. I've watched uh, ACW. I watched AEW. But this that y'all do right here is actually, I think it takes it up another level. And I think the best thing is, and I, and I will say two reasons why I think it's the best level. One, obviously, both of you all, uh, for sure, because you bring the whole fire into uh, what you do. I'm just saying. And two, it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. It could fill up a coliseum, but it could be like 10 people there, five people there, two people there, 14, 20. It doesn't matter. That energy, when you two come out and QZR hits that, hold up, hold up, Josh Morris is in here. And then you come out and the comments are fire. Like the one pay-per-view, one, one event you had on YouTube, and I just thought it was quite funny, Josh, is that Somebody compares your your outfit to like you borrowed it from David Hasselhoff from Knight Rider, like back yeah. in the day. Like I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. But I'm going okay. His whole vibe, his whole energy, he brings it to the the ring. And so I, I just got to know how in the world, from you growing up and watching wrestling on television, did you think okay, this is maybe something that I want to do? Um. Well, you know. Like, yeah, like you said, I've been watching uh, professional wrestling since I was three years old, you know, three years old watching, you know, God, I, it was had to have been 2001. So the peak of pro wrestling. So I don't see how anyone could watch that and not get hooked. Um, and, uh, you know, I just got older. I kept watching wrestling and I kept on, you know, having that dream in my head, you know, like I, I would like to do this someday. You know, it, mm-hmm. it seems cool. It seems like something i'd be into and i had no interest in anything else it really went for years where it's literally like i was known as the wrestling kid you know everyone would you know not 
isolate me, but you know, wrestling is a little, you know, uh, alienated from the other sports world. So mm-hmm. you, know, I, you like you watch wrestling? Like I had some friends who watch wrestling too, but they always say, "Oh, they I grew out of it." I never did. I kept watching, and you know, even into middle school, into mm-hmm. high school, I kept watching. I kept remaining a fan. I kept on wanting to be a professional wrestler. Everyone's just like, "Ah, yeah, you'll you'll want to do something." you know you'll want to be like a firefighter or you'll want to be a doctor or an electrician some sort of normal job the older you get and the older i got i'm like you know what no i still want to be a professional wrestler Mm -hmm. you know and so uh i just said you know you know my mom she always just says follow your heart so you know Mm -hmm. i'm like you know f it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna give it a shot what's the worst that could happen you know it's not for me at least i gave it a shot Right. And so, you know, it had to have been like six months or so, a little, maybe a little over after I graduated high school, you know, I was starting to, I moved out and I'm like, you know what, this is the time. And so I, uh, I looked up, uh, Dan Severn's, uh, house or no, not house. Uh, well, it was his house, but his training school over in Coldwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started training. I was one of the only people in this class. So I got a lot of like hands-on attention. And so it, to answer your question, uh, how, how did I get here? I don't know. <laughs> I just kept following it and kept going. And here I am. I just think I that's cool. More thankful. I think it's cool that you followed your dreams and you watching wrestling for so long and so many years. I mean, you said you started it, you know, watching at the age of three. So who was your wrestlers that drew you in your, drew your interest uh, of you wanting to pre- uh, pursue professional wrestling? The people that inspired me, uh, you know, even at a young age, you know, I loved Kane, the mystique of his mask and the whole character fire mm-hmm. was always awesome. I love Rob Van Dam, you know, going off the top rope, doing all these crazy maneuvers that I'd never seen Rob before. Van Dam. Yes. <laughs> Catch, catchy name, catchy, you know, movements. Mm-hmm. If you rather, they always say in wrestling, if you can get them to do a single movement, you're in, you got mm-hmm. them hooked. You know, you've seen it, you know, with DX, they did the, you know, the suck it. And yeah. then, uh, <laughs> generation X. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan has his like yes thing. So if you get get like a hand motion in with your catchphrase, the crowd is it's done. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, some people that inspired me. You know, I of course you know everyone loves Stone Cold and The Rock. Uh, and as I got older, you know, again just the more cliche answers is you know Chris Jericho, John mm-hmm. Cena, uh, Randy Orton. All of those are like legends in their own right. Right. And so, it, and the thing is, I never want, ever really had, oh, that's my favorite wrestler. I would go into like kicks where I really enjoyed a wrestler for that time period, but mm-hmm. I never was like, oh, okay, this guy's my favorite. He's my, because I always thought, you know, it, wrestling is a story and everyone wins and everyone loses. So, you know, I always just was invested in the story as a whole, as opposed to one person. Right. That's awesome. I, 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 I like that what wrestling does is that it takes the, the wrestling um, corporation or the wrestler themselves takes you on the journey and they continue to evolve. Like they'll start out as you did, you know, you started off. And I want to ask you that when you first you, um, take me back to your first match, when, you know, you got introduced into the ring and everything else, I know you had had all them kind of vibes, oh. all those kind of butterflies that you had. Cause he was like, you know okay, I did all match? this. I know he's like, I did all this training. 
I'm here. I've arrived. You know, I got to like shake the nerves off and everything else. I mean, take me back to that first match when you had like all of that going on. How did it go? How did it not so, go? <laughs> <laughs> it, it barely went. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. So um, my first actual match, I was still in the training process. I was almost towards the end. But mm-hmm. um, so they wanted to give me kind of a tryout. I was in an eight man tag. And, you know, the, I only I only had a character by proxy because I worked as a lifeguard uh, while I was working. Mm-hmm. And uh, I happened to just wear the lifeguard shirt to practice. And that was it. Everyone started calling me lifeguard. And so that was my character. It was really just didn't really know how to be a lifeguard because I only was a lifeguard for like six months. Mm-hmm. But um, but that they uh, they said it was a great, a great character. So I just said, all right, you know, you want to let me wrestle? I'll I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. There I was in my literally my work uniform, like my work uniform with my lifeguard shirt. And I had some like kind of red. They were like, I still have them. They're like this salmon colored pair of shorts, not even like matching shorts, some wrestling shoes and some knee pads. And they're like, all right, go. And I'm like, I look like crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and just even to even make it all better while I was training in the ring before the show, you know, in just the simplest move, I, uh, I was just practicing with my trainer and he threw me into the corner. And when I landed, I did something to my knee. I sprained it. I did something where it just like went the complete opposite way. And I, mm. that's the only time I remember actually feeling like, Oh crap, I can't, I don't know if I can wrestle. And it was right before my first match. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was, but I made it through. There were a few times where, like, I literally fell. Like, it, it was so bad that, like, I mean, I iced it and left, like, stayed sitting until the match. And even then, like, you know, even just sitting there on the ring, I was, you know, cheering on my teammate and I jumped up and down and I, it buckled. And so I fell. Oh, wow. <laughs> and everyone's just like, what the hell is this lifeguard kid doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I, I ended up getting through the match. I ended up getting, I actually got some applause uh, at because you know they. I'm not gonna get into do too much detail because it's a very weird. Um, we call them spots, mm-hmm. but essentially, essentially everyone kind of uh, jammed their thumb up where the thumb don't, or the sun don't shine. <laughs> oh, uh, whoa! In a, gi- in a giant, <laughs> yeah, in a giant train, and I was the last person. And because Is this I a had. No, it was it was a weird tag team match. That is so this is my crazy. first I'm talking, I'm talking, This is my first talking. match, and I they they said, "Okay, you're perfect. You have the lifeguard uh, fanny pack." I'm like, "Yeah," and I had some just some rubber gloves from work, and so they're like, "Okay, you'll you'll go last. Watch everyone do it, and then put your glove on, and then do it." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" That's and so it was crazy. funny. It was funny because like everyone's, "Oh, okay, he's like you know." It's gross, haha. But it's still just like, why was that one of the first things I did when I stepped into the ring? Why? Because I had no, I had no say over what I did. You know, I right, was so young right. and still into the training. I just followed orders, and that was that was my first match, and it was not great. I actually just found foot. I thought it was you know just something that happened. And I would have never like whatever. But I actually found foot. There's footage of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you know, from there, I remember like, it was so surreal at the first time that, you know, I, 
didn't really think much of it while I was out there, you know, cause I was with people I've been training with and people I trusted. So mm-hmm. it was, it was like, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, I'm fine here, but it wasn't until, you know, cause I did that one match and then that was it. And mm-hmm. then I just kept training for like months. And so eventually I got picked up by uh, a guy named officer Rod street. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has this whole group of the police department, you know, he has SWAT members and then, uh, he literally just picked me up out of obscurity. Like I was changing next to him and mm-hmm. that's all it took. And, uh, he asked me if I wanted to start riding around with him mm-hmm. and learning the rest. Cause, and it came at a pretty good time too. Cause right at that time, my, uh, training school, uh, because I was like the only trainee left that it kind of shut down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. at that point, uh, he goes, well, you know, you know enough, right? I'm like, well, I see. So, and so he would train with me a little bit and before the shows and see what I did and didn't know. And mm-hmm. eventually he just said, yeah, you can come at any show you want to. And so I just started going with him every weekend. And eventually I became his deputy. I was oh, deputy wow. days. <laughs> and that it wasn't until I started doing that where I actually started getting nervous before matches because that was me to me, it felt more like, you know, the other one with all the people I knew and trusted was fine. But this was people I didn't know. Right. I was just going to the show. I was new. I'd never been outside of Michigan like that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I never wrestled outside of Michigan. And here are these people I've never met. Uh, I'm with a guy that I barely know. <laughs> right. Just picked me up at a show. And like, I mean, he, he ended up being like a really awesome guy. But it, it, it's still just it was a very scary situation where I just was like, well, this is wrestling. So right. here we go. And, right. You and you know, were like, in the back of your head, you had to be like, okay, do I risk it? Do I go for it? I mean, this is what I want to pursue. This is my dream, but it was never this is question. different territory. I yeah. I was going to do it. I've, I'm, I've always been there, like, you know, I, I act and then think sometimes to my own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so in my head, I was like, you know what, just do it, see what happens. And yeah, I did get, you know, but I learned, I actually got a lot of connections by doing that. Like a okay. lot of people I still know and work with today. Mm-hmm. I met back then when I, and so it's, that was, oh God, it's 2021. Isn't it? it was four years ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just kept doing that, but you know, it, I wasn't, it wasn't until that until I started getting scared and was in scary situations and actually started messing up. Mm-hmm. So you learned on the job. And right. Here I am. Right. And so now from there, when did the another transformation come where you became uh, Saucy Boy Josh Morris and then your connection now with QZR Dobson? Because I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you this, because I know both of you all have watched years of wrestling and you always get that person that is the athlete. And then you have that person that is a manager or the hype person. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when you're watching them, you're like going, okay, who put this pairing together? Cause it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And then yeah. you put two people together and it just works. And with you two from the first match that I watched you both, you know, Josh, you in and it, QZR, you come out and you just, you know, hold up, hold up. Like, as soon as that beat dropped and then you walk out with him and then Josh is doing his thing, you know, hyping up the crowd and everything else. I mean, I'm watching and I, I myself too, I was watching both of y'all go walk around the ring, 
and walk around and then Josh, you know, just high-fiving and, hand, you know, talking trash about his opponent and everything else. And QZR, you were doing your whole entire flow. And I'm going, okay, these two know how to work the crowd. <laughs> and as a person that's not physically there, but, you know, watching, you know, on live stream or, you know, pay-per-view or whatever, I, I just need to know how did you two connect up and think, you know, okay, this is something that can work. You know, I involve my character, bring in QZR. He brings in the music, names it, you know, specifically after you. And it's just, it just, it just works. It evolves. So how that whole spiel happened, it was actually, he made the song before the, the so he's the reason I'm a saucy boy. Let me just say that. Dobson brought a lot out of me because I was still doing the lifeguard thing, you know. Um, I was still, uh, at, you know, I stopped doing the police thing because I was always going to be his sidekick. So I, I wanted to branch out on my own. Not that mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with being a sidekick, but I want I felt the need to branch out on my own. Mm -hmm. So um, but I didn't have a whole lot of ideas for a new character. You know, I was just like, oh. You know, I, I guess I'll keep on doing what I've been doing. And so, you know, I did for a few months, you know, and uh, while I was doing that, like it was when I started branching off on my own, I walked into uh, work where I actually work. I work at Dark Container in Mason. I make foam cups. Yippee. Um, <laughs> I met. Shout out to Dark Container. You're like I them. Met, <laughs> I met the man who is now known as QZR Dobson just in, mm. in the break room. And I don't know. I looked at him and I just knew there was something about him. I'm like, I'm going to go talk to this dude. And I asked him a really weird question. I don't even remember what it was. But it was something you don't open uh, with. But yeah, you know, that's just the, that's just that's just the kind of guy I am. So you know, I I saw him. I'm like, you know what? I like this guy, and we we ended up hanging out like a week later. Mm -hmm. So your you music, Kuzio. Let me bring you in because you're this this rap artist, and I thought of you, and I'm gonna say it before I even ask you a question. I I saw the Grammy nominations today, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm just gonna speak in existence. Mm -hmm. I just see you on there one day. Oh, thank you. Um, getting thank Grammy noms. Your flow, your energy, um, your lyrics uh, are, are absolutely amazing. And after uh, we're done talking here, I want people, I want you both to obviously to drop your, you know, social medias and all that so they can follow you. Um, but you being, how, how did you, um, first of all, get involved yourself as, you know, a musician, an artist, a rap artist? What made you want to pursue that avenue? And then part two, you know, you got, this tall, lanky kid coming up to you and talking to you and asking you a question at Dark Container. You're just like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> How did all that evolve for you? Well, uh, I always was interested in like writing. Like mm -hmm. it was something, it was something intimate about like a, a notebook and a pen. And I really, I always did poems and stuff like that. I like expressing emotions through words. Mm -hmm. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. 
And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromain.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And like, I was never really good at talking to people, but for some reason it translated better when I would put it in art, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I'm just writing poems all the way through school and stuff like that. And then my junior year hits in high school. And that's when I became really good friends with someone else who's in my collective. His name's QZRIV. Mm -hmm. Um, and he showed me that he rapped and everything. It was him and another dude in my collective, Morel. I met them. Uh, I was cool with him the year before, but I didn't really start messing with music until my junior year. And like, he just inspired me to rap. And then he like, he was one of those people who was really open to teaching me and like teaching someone else the art form. And so mm -hmm. he taught me about how to line up my, uh, my syllables when it came to rhyming and all that stuff. And then it was, I started to feel camaraderie. And so like, I was like, I really enjoy this. Like this music thing is fun. And then I started diving into like the rap world even deeper, like, cause rap was always like a good, like rap was always my favorite genre, mm -hmm. but I never really decided to do it myself or really like dive into it more and do more research about it. But after meeting QZRV Morel, that really like flipped everything. So music became one of my main focuses. It was like, it was music at the time. It was football and music. Mm -hmm. And in my head all the time, like if I wasn't going to make it in football, I was definitely going to do this music thing. Right. So, so that's the dream that I ended up following. Mm -hmm. And then skip years later or whatever, I get a, I get a job at Dark Container. My first day, I think it was at lunchtime. This dude walks up to me and he, I think the question was like, uh, no, I don't remember the question exact. I know it was just like different. Like the question he asked me instantly <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, this dude is freaking weird, yo. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it was like either he's genuine. either he was weird or he dreams big. He, <laughs> yeah, he put yeah. the vision out there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, at least he's genuine. But then he uh, told me that he wrestles, and I ain't even gonna lie. When he told me that, like he explained early, I was one of those people. I was like, like wrestling? Like WWE? <laughs> like what you talking about? And he was like, yeah. And then he invited me over and we chilled and we played Smash Bros. And I was like, this dude's cool, man. Like this dude's really nice. And like really, he was just a cool person. I was like, okay, we can skip past that first question. Just don't ask me no more questions like that. We'd be cool. But yeah, <laughs> I've asked him many more questions like that. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, man, ever since then, it's just been history, man. I asked him if he wanted me to write him a song for his wrestling. 
I did that, and now he's saucy Josh Morris, man, and QZR Dobson coming in to rock the stage, man. And I, I like I said, both of you all and your connection and how you capture the audience and the and the vibe, it works. And what I, I just I just think that the journey that you both have been on has just absolutely been incredible. And so take me back. So you both connect. You know, you're part of this wrestling scene and everything else. Take me back to a memory where you both. Um, you know, you both step on, you know, out there in a wrestling uh, stage platform together. And it's just like, it was like, take me back to when it was like the most, the best time. Cause I know both, most of the time, all the time that I've seen your, your matches, you both look like you're having a good time regardless, whether they boo you, whether they cheer for you, whatever the case is, you both mm-hmm. are having a good time. So what's a match that you both can recall where it was just like everything clicked, everything was a vibe. It was amazing. Man. It was a good time. All right, I know you know the match. Josh, I think I might. I might. You already know, man. It was the first. It was like the first time we ever went out to Detroit. We got invited to go out to. I forgot the name of the promotion exactly. Oh yeah. But, yeah, we F-T-W. got. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go out to Detroit, man, and like every. The thing is, the way things were lining up is like we showed up late, and we were the first. Fifteen minutes out. before bell. Late. Yeah, dude. Like we was. We were on first. Yeah, man. And I'm usually the calm, collected person. So I'm over there chilling. But Josh do not be playing about his time, man. Like he really need to be there early every time on the dot and stay the latest every time. No question. So he's over there. He's freaking out. He's like, yo, I think he just said we're on first. So we're running. We're walking. We get dressed and everything. And then we come out. It was the biggest crowd I ever seen, first of all. And it was the most interactive crowd I've been around. So we come out and I'm walking. Yeah, it was at a bar, but they was really into it, man. I come up, Josh Morris isn't. And like, as I'm rapping, I'm looking around I'm like, yo, this is finna be crazy. Like in my head, as I'm rapping, I'm like, yo, this is finna be crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and we go up there and I rap. And then after I'm done, you know, Josh is doing his thing, spinning around in the uh, in the ring. I'm like, okay, he on one, I'm on one. We together, we on the same vibe. And then after I'm done, the biggest applause I ever heard. And then, yeah, in the match, then Josh started getting beat up right after that. <laughs> hey, hey, I will say I got ganged up because those damn Cobra Kai guys, yeah. LJ, LJ Lawrence, I, I don't know, the guy, I'm sorry, LJ, I know he's going to kill me when he hears this, but he, he came out first. I came out first. He came out second. And it was me versus him. And then his second lackey came out. And then his third lackey came out. And then his fourth lackey came out. And so I got ganged up four to one. And I still stayed in longer than all of them. Yeah, I went in. I came in first, Mm -hmm. and I was the last one eliminated from the entire rumble. See that sauce right there. I went bell to bell. See that sauce. That sauce, and no, no other like you. And here's the thing. And I just recently watched your your last match that you had. And in my humblest opinion, you should be having the AIWF championship around your waist. That's just my opinion. You know, people can go back and check the tapes, check it out, check it. But I know that you'll have your second shot at it and defeat, uh, was it Jared Kripke is the name? Jared Kripke. Yeah, uh, that was probably one of my favorite matches of the year, honestly. Yeah, that that was was a great match. That was nice. uh, Much as I give him crap, because I call him Jared Kripke. (laughs) <laughs> it, uh, he's, he's a very he's a very awesome guy I, mm-hmm. I love wrestling him and i'm um, actually got him again december 12th in a triple threat match against Uh-oh. with 
Cowboy James Storm. Okay. He's wrestled on Impact t- Television for over 10 years. He's a former mm-hmm. Impact World Champion. Mm-hmm. He's a big name right there. And I'm about to show him what this sauce all about. There you show go. About that sauce, man. Not about right. that sauce. And here's the thing. Like, everybody's got their entrance music, but nobody's got the hype, the sauce, the swagger. And yes, I know people are going to be thinking about this. Like, you know, Dobson, I have him on the show and he, you know, has the same color, you know, Laker colors. And then that's the colors of that I rock well on my logo on my podcast. That's just fate. You know, we both represent the Lansing, exactly. Michigan area, the 517, exactly. the capital city. So I didn't let them know. know. Shout out to those in Lansing, Michigan. I got a shout out to those cold water, Michigan, and all those that are listening, that will be listening on the podcast and on the YouTube. I got a shout out to the greatest state ever. That God is assembled, smitten with the mitten. The M. The M. Hey. What y'all know, what y'all know, we celebrate <laughs> all four seasons. And one of them that lasts the longest <laughs> is winter. We're doggone yep. it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we celebrate all four seasons like twice. Right. It'll, it'll <laughs> snow in December and it'll keep snowing until May. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about no. <laughs> no, no, right, right, right. No, I just, I just think that that was such a great match. And then you get your opportunity again on December 12th. Um, now is that for a title? He says triple. Fe- yep, that's that's for the belt I was challenging him for uh, last weekend, the AIWF Midwest Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. That's all right. That tongue twister should be around your waist. Exactly, it should be. It should be, and it will you, be December twelfth. I'm gonna kick both they asses. Okay, where is the <laughs> where's the match gonna be held at for the people that uh, are is gonna be intrigued and want to know? That's uh, in Bloomington, Indiana. It's a Sunday. Um, don't know much beyond that because it's my first time at this place. Uh, the very new money, MPG wrestling, money, power, gold wrestling. Shout mm-hmm. out to them for mm-hmm. this fantastic opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it should be an awesome ad. There'll be more to come. I'm sure. I don't, I don't rightly know where the, uh, what the address is, but, uh, the, the flyer should be coming out soon. I'm excited about that. I'm hyped about that. So we talked about uh, when both of y'all you know, linked up and what your best moment was. Talk about to me, and I know you probably have one or two, hopefully not many, one of the worst matches, worst events that you both unfortunately had to endure. <laughs> Dobson's probably uh, one of them. <laughs> okay. Which one do you want to go with? But you weren't even there fully for that one. For which one? Oh, no, that one. Yeah, no, it was that so one. bad. I had oh, yeah. that. Yeah, it but, was another yeah. one. There was one here in the L. Yeah, that that, yeah. that I t- yeah it was. We're not going to talk about that because Mike's got another. Uh, or QZR Dobson's got. Another. No, we can talk. We can talk about both, man. Go ahead, get it off your. I feel like you need to get it off your chest. Release no, this is no. this is a show that people <laughs> right. you know release. <laughs> What is on the well, inside that could, you know, use of, you know, this is therapeutic. We're, we're all family here. It's just a little like insider kind of deal where it, I just, the, I didn't, I didn't get to do all the things I like was told that I was going to be able to do. And the match I was, wanted to have was very short and mm-hmm. not very good. Mm-hmm. And they also didn't have music. It was oh, yeah. it was a whole bunch of stuff. It, it, it was, but that's how not, could you that's, not have music? That's terrible. They they exactly. said they tried. Ex- music they, is essential. It is essential they, for the it, vibe of the match before it begins. I agree, mm-hmm. but 
Uh, he said it was just a malfunction. Funny. Cap. Cap. Oh. <laughs> uh, what, what was that one you were thinking about, Mike? Oh, this is uh, this is at GLWA. And like usually at GWA, everything's perfect, everything's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's one of my favorite spots to work at. But today, I don't know what was going on with the AC or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh wow. It's so muggy and like when 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 it's muggy like that, like drains your energy and then it drains the crowd's energy and then it drains your energy more because you're like, oh, I'm trying to pick up the crowd, but they mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's like, man. Uh, the the intro was always good like usual he still had that energy but i feel like after that intro i seen that sweat <laughs> dripping down right josh's face and the person we're going against Jaden, man they're drenched and they look winded and tired and i'm like man nobody's talking to me in the crowd because they're all like it's muggy and stuff and they're all sweaty too like, i would hey, just man. lay there and be like just tag me man i'm hot just tag me right. <laughs> just one two three let's get this done let's go find some ac i would <laughs> Yeah, let's go, man. I've wrestled wrestled Jaden a lot of times, and that probably would be our uh, worst encounter. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But like I said, like I was alluding to earlier, he and I have had a lot of good matches. Uh, You asked earlier what, like, my favorite uh, match that the two of us have been a part of. I love that uh, Battle Rumble at FUW, but the one my personal favorite uh, was – HCW, it was in uh, July of this year. HCW Slam Stravaganza 2. That it was fire. We had a, our, our whole act. Well, I wrestled Jaden, but our whole like presentation, it was like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we got um, QZR and his collective, QZRIV and D'Artagnan. They both came out for the show. Nice. And they, they performed their songs available on Spotify, Destiny, Gracious, and High Roller. Gracious is a hype one. I like Gracious. Gracious is a really good good hey. vibe. I like that one. Yeah, and they, they performed them live in front of the audience. The audience ate it up. Oh, they that's were, sweet. They were feeding out of the palms of QZR. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, and then. But you guys know what we're really here for, right? Exactly. And the booze just came down. (laughs) How can Josh Morris, the most ridiculous, obnoxious man in indie wrestling history, Mm -hmm. uh, came out. I debuted the the sparkling gold tiger tracksuit that day. The tiger tracksuit is fire. Yeah. And I I, I wrestled Jaden and the match went really well. I picked up the dub, it, everything. And then after the end, we, we played with, we kind of, uh, they all got on uh, beating up Jaden a little bit, the mm. the collective, they, what was it, D'Artagnan, he did something funny where he like picked <laughs> up, he like, he like picked up, he picked up his body and was just like, yeah. And oh, it, take a picture, yeah. It. It, was, it was funny. Man, that is I awesome. Know. I know you all have a third member of your crew, uh, oh, yeah. a bat uh would you like to tell the audience that is listening or watching about uh i want to say right is it crispy rico his name is crispy rico and he is the sauciest bat you'll ever meet he's made with the sauciest kind of metal on the uh periodic uh table of elements titanium I- that, that is a crispy saucy bat I must yeah, say it, he will take out anybody who needs taken out. And, you know, it's kind of like Thor's hammer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other people have picked him up and he's just not as effective. 
as in the grasps of Josh Morris. Many people have learned exactly what Crispy Rico is all about. Jaden Quick, Damian Gray, uh, the mysterious Mavado. They all learned what the heck Crispy Rico's got to bring to the table. Jaden Quick should have learned quickly about Crispy Rico. I He's saw not that a quick previous learner. No. <laughs> I love that you write Crispy Rico and then you had the list of rules for Jaden Quick. And I was like, okay, this dude need to catch a clue before he gets some of that sauce, some of that Crispy Rico sauce. And then, you know, Dobson do what he do. But he didn't catch that vibe. Oh, no, 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 no. He caught that he hell, signed, but he didn't he, catch that vibe. <laughs> he challenged me to the Saucy Boy Rules match. I'm like, you not realize the Saucy Boy Rules are made by the Saucy Boy. Yep. Me. <laughs> what a moron. Poor, 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 right. poor man. He tried. He, he did. He gave it. He, get, he did a good job. You know, A plus for effort, but uh, like a D minus on execution. Yeah, and an L4 left out the back door because that's what he wanted. Because he didn't learn, he didn't learn that day. He should have learned that day. So Josh Morris, now wrestler, saucy, saucy boy, he brings all the swagger flavor, got the hypest hype man, and now wants to pursue Big Brother. I'm going um, to be on Big Brother. A big bro- you are going to be on Big Brother. I am very excited about that. Why Big Brother? Um, so, again, probably goes back to my childhood. Uh, I, I watched uh, Big Brother with uh, my uncle. He, came, he was, like, in town for a few, uh, for, like, a, a month. He came, flew in from Oregon and, that, and uh, Oregon, Oregon, however you say it. And they, they uh, watched Big Brother. And I, you know, my family got into it, my mom and sister, we all watched it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was at the peak of its like popularity. Big Brother Seven, Big Brother All Stars, with the best cast. Fight me, the best cast in Big Brother history. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it was just I hate to use that word again, but it was like a spectacle. You know, I mean, Big Brother has never been that big since, but there's been a lot of good uh, seasons since then. Obviously, because that was in 2006, <laughs> um, but. I, I, you know, as, as I kind of got older, I didn't really, you know, my parents didn't leave it on. So like, I didn't watch it because they weren't watching it and mm-hmm. it didn't ever occur in my head to watch it until I had a random memory, probably like a year and a half ago. I'm like, oh yeah, B- Big Brother was a cool show, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of looked it up and I'm like, oh, that's still going. I can do that. I'm old mm-hmm. enough now. I can do that. And because I know that, you know, I'm a little awkward. And I'm a little like goofy, but I can definitely use that to my advantage because, you know, no, no one wants to send me out the door. Everyone likes having me around. So, like, mm. you know, I think I, I can't I'm so hyped for it because you're, you're absolutely perfect for that show. You're well, absolutely perfect. Without giving out too much, I have a strategy, too, and not just what I just said. You know, mm-hmm. it, but I can't give it out for potential Big Brother listeners out there right, right. Who, who might be in the house with me, mm-hmm. you know, because. It's 16 people from around the the, the United States. So yeah. it's a, uh, but it, it's just, I don't know. It's an entertaining show. It's a cool mm-hmm. like social experiment the way, cause like, you know, just about, no, some of them are kind of the same, but like just about every season is different. Cause it's just, you never know what can happen, you know? And a lot of it is just luck. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just a really cool show. I think I could and will do really well on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been a plenty of wrestlers who've been on Big Brother. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a, a connection there. I don't know. 
I just feel I just see it happening because I I mean not to sound conceited or cocky, but I do think I am a very good fit for the show as well. Uh, those diary rooms are going to be fire. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for you going to the diary room, and I'm excited. And let me tell you both something, man. Like I I, I appreciate and I applaud both of you all for making wrestling fun again. And in a sense where, you know, like I said, in the, in the top of the show, it doesn't matter the size of the crowd, it's how much fun and involved that you get them and you both do that and you bring that vibe and you bring that energy, every match, small venue, medium venue, big venue, uh, whatever whatever venue y'all go to, I think that you'll get bigger. I think the, that your name will continue to flourish and get out there. I'm excited for both of you all of what you're going to do, what you're going to continue to do. Uh, QZR Dobson, drop to social media so that people can follow you and your music. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm at, on Facebook, QZR Dobson. Catch me on Instagram, QZR Dobson. You know what I'm saying? Twitter, QZR Dobson. And then YouTube, uh, to search up, listen to all my videos and stuff like that. It's QZR Entertainment. So... Yeah, QZR Dobson through all platforms. You can find me. And then um, I'm a, You can I'm follow a, him. Y'all got to yeah, follow you know him. His Catch music is fire. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. You're on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube, correct? Yep. And Tidal and a lot of other places. I have and a soon, whole list. But. <laughs> and soon we'll be on the Grammy stage performing. And he will be at yeah. Essence Fest. And we're going to put it all out there in the atmosphere because exactly. it's going to happen. And then I'm going to shout out Miss Marissa. And then we're going to be out here. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'll take that shout out. Saucy of sauciness, Sir Saucerton. You see how I flipped that in there? All right. Drop your social media so that everybody can give you a follow. All right. Go ahead and follow me on Facebook at Josh Morris and uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Saucy Josh Morris. Make sure you get that sauce in there. Um, uh, Still working on a TikTok. I still don't know how to use it very well. So once I get, get a on TikTok, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. You got the hype, it. man. Connect the music, all your moves. Y'all got that. Y'all can do that. Get on TikTok. Yep. Make sure you give my YouTube page a follow and like all my videos. I try to post there as much as I can on my promos, on my matches. You can see this sauce for yourself. Um, go ahead and see me in my future matches. I'm going to be at PWK. Uh, which is in uh, Mishawaka, Indiana, the Holiday Inn, uh, December 5th, Mm -hmm. uh, along with GLWA in Coloma, Michigan at Top Notch Physiques, also December 5th. And then, like I said earlier, uh, MPG. uh, Oh, we lost him because I was getting ready to end up playing. Hopefully he comes back, though. I think the saucy boy, Josh Morris, he's still in here, even though he had a step off. He is in here. Hola, hola. Josh, hola, hola. Hey. hey. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Y'all saw yeah. them. I think Josh is on his way back. We got we to gotta hype it up before we exit the show. Josh Morris, here you go. Josh Morris is in here. Yeah. What happened? Josh Morris is in here. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I'm, just, I'm just telling the crowd to follow y'all, and I had to end it with the hypest song of all time. 
All right. Man, thank you. I appreciate you bringing us on and everything, man. I won't forget this. This was Lame. absolutely a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. And as I always end the show, make sure y'all take care of one another. Take care and stay safe. We out. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.